Welcome to Thrive at Work, the podcast that brings trends, insights, and practical tips to help employers attract, develop, and retain great people. Here, you'll find inspiring conversations with experts in their field and companies doing amazing work to shape a future where people can thrive. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Thrive at Work. I'm really excited today to be joined by my guest, Janet Layton, who has the role of Director of Happiness at Timpsons, the high street retailer. I've been aware of the working culture at Timpsons for quite a few years, as they are known as an employer that really looks after its people. I'm really delighted that Janet is here today and we can delve a little bit deeper into this really unique and successful working culture. So welcome, Janet. Thank you for joining me today. Oh, thank you. It's lovely to be with you today and um, really appreciate you inviting me on. Well, thanks, Janet. Um, I'm really intrigued about your role. (laughs) I don't think I know another director of happiness. Um, Would you mind telling us about your remit and what your um, job involves? Certainly, it would be my pleasure. Um, People often say to me when they first meet me, you've got the best job title in the world. (laughs) And I always say, I'd be a multimillionaire by now if I had a pound for each one that said it. Um, (laughs) Unfortunately, I haven't taken a pound for anybody that said it. Um, Yeah, so... My role is, is, is absolutely fabulous. It's all about support. It's yeah. about looking after our colleagues, um, trying to ensure that they are happy, finding out if they're not happy, why they're not happy, where are we failing, where are we doing really well, uh, and changing mm-hmm. and evolving uh, to make sure that we're getting the best out of our colleagues by looking after them, whether that's looking after them away from home, at work, wherever it is. Uh, It's really important to us because our business is all about excellent customer service. So within my role, I might uh, just pop into a branch, just say hello to a colleague. And a lot of our colleagues are working on their own. So they're actually really glad sometimes to see somebody, and especially somebody they don't see every day. I want to talk to them. I'll talk about the family, about work, about the area team, how it's all going. And and it's great because, you get A, you get to know the colleagues, and B, they get to talk and get to see somebody who's just popping in to say hello. So some of, of what I do is, is about that. Um, yeah. I also look after our colleagues' financial needs. So if a colleague is really struggling, it might be that we sit around the table, uh, look at the bank statements, look at their outstanding bills. And often they'll tell me that they owe so much. But actually, when we get to the nitty gritty of it, they realize they owe a lot more and they just decided to try and ignore it like a lot of people do so what my job is to sit down with them work through their budget plan with them see if we can help them in any way Um, and we have a lot of colleagues like that especially with the crisis we've got today so that happens a lot another part of my role is to look after people who've got emotional well-being issues Mm. really really lucky we've got a private counsellor our own private counsellor amazing wow For the majority of people who go to their GP or whatever they do, and then they say they need counselling, you can wait up to, what, 16 weeks? With us, Mm. what we say is, if you need the help, let's get it you now. And literally, it can be within three hours sometimes that that help is there. Wow. So I spend a lot of time doing that. And um, the other part of my role is 
doing what I'm doing now as an ambassador for our business because it's so wonderful that we're so happy to share it with everybody. And so I spend quite a lot of time sharing um, the things that we've learned, the things that have done gone really well, and maybe things that haven't worked quite so well. Um, and it's all about sharing, and, and, and that's what's great about my role, really. Mm. I guess as well, it's about being preemptive and proactive. So you talked about, you know, rising costs and the cost of living and and mental health. You know, the fact that you actually you've got a counsellor available for people. It's about being proactive rather than waiting until, you know, they've gone to the doctor and then they might be on a very long waiting list, by which point they might have gone off sick. You know, so you're getting in there with with um, preemptive measures that, you know, it's a win win, really, isn't it? It certainly is. I mean, we're all about being kind, considerate, trustworthy, reliable. We do everything we can for our colleagues. But in return for that, we want people to work hard, be reliable, be trustworthy with us, turn up Mm. on time, look the part, do all those things. And it is Mm. a two-way street. And we are really, really commercial in that aspect. Mm. We're, We're lucky, though, because when we recruit, we recruit superstars. That's what we want in our business. And if we don't get a superstar, we don't actually want them to stay with us. Mm. Yes. We, yeah. we want the best of the best. Unfortunately, in our business, um, 95% of our colleagues are superstars. So it's great <laughs> to help these people. If we've mm. got somebody who's not a superstar, we'll still support them, still help them. But we certainly won't um, do stuff, financial stuff. We won't spend money, won't waste money on them. We will mm. still support them. Mm. Okay, great. As I say, we've got superstars in our business, which makes it a lot easier for me. (laughs) How do you go about finding superstars then? What processes do you use in your hiring to make sure that you get superstars? It's so, so simple. Okay, (laughs) so, so simple. We're not interested in CVs. The only reason we ever need a CV is for your name and telephone number, just in case we haven't already got it. Yeah. When we recruit, we will look to meet in a Sainsbury's, a coffee shop. It could be absolutely anywhere, yeah. We're looking for personality, so we don't care where we meet them. It's all about personality. It's about having a chat, finding out what the colleague is passionate about. Mm. We believe you can train somebody to do a job, but what you can't do is train a personality. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so the idea is we meet, we chat, we talk through things, and also... At the same time, we're looking for those people. Do you remember the Mr. and Mrs. Men? Yeah. Many, many yeah. years ago. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Indeed. Yeah. You can visualize, can't you? Mrs. Happy, Mr. Smart, <laughs> Mrs. Lazy, Mrs. Couldn't Care Less. And when we're recruiting, <laughs> we're actually looking at those people to find out are they these things? If they're not, we don't want you. Mm. But if you are those things, Mrs. Smart, Mr. Happy, Misses on time, all the things. So great, come on board. Mm. How do you make sure that that process stays objective then? Because um, I always think part of the hiring process is to to stay objective and and recruit for what the job needs rather than, you know, those uh, those more subjective sort of characteristics. What what do you say to that? (laughs) That's the difference probably with our business. We recruit on personality, so it, it can't be objective. Yeah, there is an objective in terms of we, we want to recruit on personality, and we know that. But when you're looking at personality, you've got to get into that individual individual's mind. You've got to find out what matters. Is it the dog they're passionate about? Is it sport? Is it reading? Is it poetry? It could be anything. But are they kind? Are they considerate? 
Are they open oh. to sharing? So for us, it's all about personality. We don't care what you did yesterday, where you come from. We're not we're not bothered about that. You can come from anywhere. You can come from Mars if you want. It's about what you're doing today. It's true. And what you're going to do tomorrow. It's all about now and tomorrow and what you can bring to the business and, and what we can do for you. And for our business, it works really well, which is why we're cash rich. It's simple, oh. it's effective and it works. Mm. Well, I think one thing that really comes across with your culture is that it is all quite simple and straightforward, really, that it's not not too complicated, is it? And I remember, um, I think you guys have three main rules. Is that right? Do you want to maybe yeah, tell us about got, that? We've only got three rules. Everything else in our business is a guideline. You can take a chance, you can try something new, and that's great. The only rules we've got, I'll start with the third one, because the third one's health and safety, which is... In any business, you've got to have health and safety, yeah? Um, yeah? But the only other two rules are look the part, which means make sure your branch standards are really good because no great business has poor standards, yeah? Mm. Make sure it's clean and tidy. Make sure you're wearing your uniform, your badge, and giving okay. great customer service. So look the part. Okay. Secondly, put the money in the till, which means mm-hmm. please don't steal from us uh, time or money. And if you can do mm. those two things and make sure you stick to those rules plus health and safety then that's great news it's absolutely great news and they're the only rules that we set we encourage people to try new things and we say if it doesn't work that's fine carry on just do something different if it does work shout about it and we'll all try it <laughs> yeah. great it's okay, about cool. boundaries and encouraging the colleagues to be the best it can possibly be yeah. And is there quite a bit of autonomy within the individual stores? Oh, there's so much autonomy. It's unreal. Really oh. unreal. We say to colleagues, this is your branch. People often say to me, it can't be family owned, really, because when I go into a branch, it looks like it's that person's. And that's the way I'm treated. I see it is family owned. Yeah. Um, it's just that we encourage our colleagues to to take care of it, to look after it like it is theirs. And that's why you see that from many of our colleagues in our branches. People feel like they own the business. It's like me when I start talking about it. It's not got Janet above the door at all. But the way I talk and the way I feel, you'd think it was mine, you know. And that's the way we are, naturally. We're passionate about what we do and we want things to to work really well. Mm. Yeah, indeed. Brilliant. Thank you. So did the business... um decide that there was a need for your role or how did it come about how how long have you been in the role actually Janet because I know you've come from a finance background haven't you that's right yeah how how did all that come about well it's really interesting I've got um two of my many passions in life are people and money okay so uh, that's why finance is my background I'll always I'll always um I never go anywhere without calculator it's just it's inbred in me and that's the way uh, as our people so yeah I've been with the business uh, just short of 19 years and wow. joined finance manager and then in 2014 I began to feel like I'd done I'd done finance for so long I wanted an opportunity to do something else so then I became more operational in the business, which was absolutely fabulous because I'd never been operational before. I loved it. You're moving about a lot more. It's more physical. I loved it. Um, mm-hmm. And people said to me, you'll be straight back into finance because it's all you've ever known. It's that sort of thing. Um, and it went from strength to strength. I loved it. I, I managed the warehouse, 
which is our photo warehouse, Max Beelman, part of the business. I managed that for a while. And um, we then acquired Johnson's Dry Cleaners in 2017. I spent time there as well. And then I think we began to realise that the business was getting so big, we needed to keep a handle on how we support our colleagues and, and, and basically how we look after them. So we started the role of Director of Happiness in January 2018. Mm-hmm. Little did I know how serious it would become with the crisis that we've got and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I look back now and it's really evolved. And I would urge other businesses to do it, not on the same scale, but have somebody that's there to support people. Mm. You need mm. that financial help, sometimes just guidance. You need emotional help because things go wrong. Mm. Because if you do that and help people away from work, when they come to work, they'll be more productive, happier, give excellent customer service, cash in the bank. That's as simple as it is. Really, really simple. Yeah. Very true. So um, I imagine you were incredibly busy throughout the pandemic um, because people would have had all sorts of different experiences. I think during the pandemic, we all did, didn't we, depending on our individual circumstances. I imagine I imagine a lot of people were furloughed. Yes, yes. Like most businesses, there were a lot of people furloughed and yeah. um, those that weren't furloughed who were still working, actually were working from home, as you can imagine, because nobody could see anybody. And of course. when we went into furlough, we didn't we didn't really know what we were doing for sure. We tried to plan, we tried to work out what was best to do. And oh. we immediately just set up a wellness email so that people could just constantly email, email, email um, their thoughts, how they felt. And the idea was at the end of, of, of the email, get the email and then respond to people in whatever way that was. Some people, it'd be like, I need to speak to a GP. I can't get hold of one. Um, I need some food. Um, it might be food banks, all those sorts of things. So we did that from March until the end of July. Mm. And also every week we, we sent a wellness email out. So I sent a wellness email out, which would be things about top tips about um, how to help the kids when, when they're at home driving you mad, um, <laughs> how to eat properly. You can just imagine how to eat properly, how to exercise a little bit, yeah. how not to drink too much alcohol, how not mm. to smoke too much. Week in, week out, simple, effective. Uh, one point I remember doing um, exercise in their garden and I have a husband taking photographs, and we had one episode which was just full of simple exercises that you could do without needing equipment. Amazing. You know, just, just to keep people motivated, and that seemed to work. We tried to communicate. Our area teams kept in touch with, with people on their area in WhatsApp groups. We looked out for the lonely, the vulnerable. So we tried to do that, and James, um, our CEO, was really, really good. As soon as we hit March, he started to do a video every week, a two and a half minute video every week, just about what was going on and how the business was going, stuff like that. And he's still doing that every week to this day. So he started that in March 2020, wasn't it? And he's still doing it today every week. Sometimes he does it, sometimes somebody else will do it. And it's just a raw video, which keeps people updated connected I think feeling that they're part of something part of a larger community so I think it probably um helps in that way as well do you think yes and the other thing I've noticed a change younger people they want to hear things in real time oh 
yeah, years ago, announcements would be made and then maybe a few days later, somebody would find out. We work in real time. We think it's really important that every colleague gets to do that. So when a video is done, I'll send it out to various directors, managers. They then filter it out. So within probably 20 minutes, everybody in the business has had the opportunity to see the video. Mm. So everybody knows Brilliant. what's going on all the time. Fantastic. Really, really good. See, yeah. People say to me, how big is your comms team? We haven't got one. How big is your PR team? We don't have one. How big is your marketing team? We don't have one. We, we roll our sleeves up and we just do what we need to do to get things done. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Cool. It's, it's simple, though. It's where everything we do is simple, simple language. We talk in simple terms so that everybody can understand everything. And everything we do, we keep simple so we can get it done mm. really quickly. That's a really good point, isn't it? Because when you start making things complicated or complex, you know, it needn't be so so complex. It just muddies the waters, doesn't it? It does. It does. You get half half the business, the colleagues in the business might not understand it. How you, yeah. that, It's not helpful to anybody, certainly not to the colleagues and certainly not to the business. Keep things yeah. simple. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, so you've described your job as quite a commercial one. And it's interesting that you're from a finance background, I mm -hmm. think. And you've given some examples of sitting down with people and helping them understand their finances and things. Um, tell us more about the benefits to the business of having your, your particular role. I think by having this particular role and supporting people who've got issues away from work means when they come into work, there's two mm. things. One is they want they want to help. They want to work hard because they know that they've received help as well or can receive help if they need it. Okay. Mm. Secondly, if things go wrong in our business, we want people who are going to say, actually, I do remember I got helped. Let's stick together. Let's work hard. Let's be flexible. And that's why we do it. And that's why, again, we've got money in the bank and we're cash rich because people care. Mm. People care because we care. If 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 our business was just, just your average business, so if people were nine to five and nobody cared about anybody, you just got on and did your job and went home, we wouldn't be in the position we're in now financially. Mm. We want to make money. And the thing is, the more money we make, the more we reinvest in the colleagues, the more benefits we get. We've got so many benefits, it's untrue. Um, oh, really? Tell me oh. about the benefits that you've got. Oh. Okay, so <laughs> one of the very standard ones that a lot of businesses do now is you get your birthday off. Standard. Uh -huh. even. Yeah. We have holiday homes. The reason behind that is that we've got colleagues who work who may be the breadwinner in the family with young children, a partner at home who doesn't work or part-time, so they can't afford a holiday. So what we do is we supply holiday homes mainly on uh, holiday parks, even holiday parks. Mm -hmm. family you can take your grandparents to look after the children all those sorts of things for a week free so you just pay for your travel and your food wow what's fabulous about that is often people say to me do you know what was great about it say what the weather was that nice but no no what was great is I didn't see the children all week <laughs> because they were <laughs> with the DJ you know they were swimming they were playing games they were going to events and they love it and we want our our colleagues to feel rested mm. but just remember superstars <laughs> our business got lots of superstars in it 
So we want to support them. We want to make them feel good. The other thing we have is if you get married, you get an extra week off plus £100, which is, uh, I've often wondered actually, because I was already married when I joined Simpson. So I was thinking if I get divorced, I might have a chance of, um, (laughs) 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 probably not worth it. It's probably not worth it. Uh, So we have that as well. We have a pet bereavement day. So if you lose your pets, now that's not, um, your goldfish that you got last week that you won at the fairground. This is your family oh. pet because we can really appreciate how heartbreaking it is for the family, mum, dad, whoever it is, children. So the idea is get your act together that day, get your family together, get sorted and come into work. So if you come into work that day, you're going to be useless anyway. You know, <laughs> it's not going to be good for you and it's certainly not going to be good for our business. Oh. Uh, another one we have is we appreciate that Parents who've got very young children get stressed when their first day at school or nursery. Little Johnny might run into the school gates and not even bother about the parent, which is devastating. Or little Johnny might keep hold and not want to let go, and that's devastating. So what we said is, don't worry about work. Stay at home that day, chill out, and just get through the day yourself. And, and then when you do come back, right. another benefit is grandparent. We have grandparent day. So if... A child is born in the family and you're a grandparent, new grandparent, have a day off on us to go and spend time with your, your, your new child. It's, it, it's really good, isn't it? It's really, really effective. We have, um, we pay towards driving lessons for those colleagues who want to start driving. So we pay £250 towards driving lessons. Again, we're talking about superstars here. So if you're not a superstar, it's not going to happen. Okay. Luckily, the business is full of them. Okay. So, so how do you differentiate then between the colleagues that get these benefits and the colleagues that don't? We will always look um, to make sure that that colleague is a great colleague. Mm. You know, it's really important. And we will rely on our area managers to be able to say to us who's a great colleague, who's not a great colleague. And they mm. will have that good working relationship because we, our area managers are so experienced. They've all grown up in the business. Mm. Right. Uh, I think right. our operations director um, was with us. I think he started about age 12 as a Saturday boy. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, this is this is the way it's gone. They're all homegrown because we don't believe we could recruit externally at that level and bring somebody in. They wouldn't understand our culture because it takes so long, so they're all homegrown. So we rely mm. heavily on a good manager has a very close working relationship with a colleague, whether it's a brilliant relationship, whether it's not a brilliant relationship. We expect that manager to know not only the name of the colleague, but something about the family, what, what makes them tick. Mm-hmm. We're all unique and we're all special. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's getting people to understand that they can also belong to something that's great too. Yeah, absolutely. So those list, that list of benefits sounds absolutely amazing. And I think you were talking before as well about the um, the lottery, the weekly lottery. Tell yes, me about yes. that. <laughs> yeah, so back in, it was before the pandemic, January 2020 it was, we yeah. uh, started a weekly lottery. So every week, one person wins £1,000 tax paid. So that's to get the £1,000. Uh, we randomly pick somebody. And the first they know about it is when their area manager or their manager turns up with either a banner or some fake cash and says, congratulations, you've won. That's amazing. And that's that's it. 
So to, to the chances of winning are brilliant because all you need is to be employed by the Simpson Group. <laughs> and it's great. It's a great story. And we share that story every week. So every Monday afternoon, as soon as I know that they've done it, I make sure the money's paid in the bank that day. So oh, it's yeah. in the bank that day. And then we have a picture and a story which gets emailed out to everybody. So everybody oh. knows who's won and, and what they're going to do with the money. And some great stories. We have some great stories. Oh, that's a really wonderful idea, that. Gosh, that's that's fab. Anything else? I mean, there's quite a long list. <laughs> no smoking. Be... So, yeah, anybody who gives up smoking for six months or vaping, uh, okay. they get they get a uh, hundred pounds as well. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, we do uh, career counselling. Somebody who's getting married. Also, uh, we have a car and a driver. Mm. And in some cases, the area manager will sort out the car and they'll drive it as well. Oh wow! Oh, yeah, oh, with a hat on nice. and everything, which makes it really, really special. Oh, that's nice. You know, nice. for us to do those sorts of things. That's a nice touch, isn't it? Um, it's just those little things, and some people want every every benefit going. Other people don't need the benefits in their life. They've got what they need, and they don't bother. But it doesn't matter. People say to me. Does sometimes people get jealous if some people get one thing and some? No, they don't because we all know the benefits are there. Mm. So if you want to apply for them, we have a dreams come true. Oh, so what's people, that? people can they can write to James, our CEO, James Timpson. Uh, say it was me. I can write to James and say, James, I dearly want to go to South Africa to see my great grandmother. I've not seen her for five years, and I want to take the family. Yeah. And assuming it's approved, then it could cost thousands, 5,000, 6,000, 7,000, uh, and that's it. That is it. Wow. Yeah. And is this once a year, or how, how often is this approved for, for somebody? We're doing them all the time. We're doing them all the time. So they're constantly coming in all the time. And normally, if you've had one once, then you wouldn't apply again because – that is greedy, isn't it? But we've done so many things from kitchens, uh, new kitchens, IVF, cars, gardens, oh. walls, fences, painting and decorating, uh, holidays are a big one, getting married, um, lots and lots and lots, thousands. In fact, uh, we have about a million pounds in the pot now. James has put a million pounds in a year to, to, to fund. Wow. Just dreams come true. So, again, when you see what we're doing for our colleagues, you can see why people stay with us for a very, very long time. Yes, I can understand that. (laughs) I've done 19 years and I'm still new. You know, there are some people who've done 45 years, 50 years. And you can see why. Yeah. Because people Mm. are really passionate and believe in the culture of kindness, I think. Mm. And that's what we want. Mm. We want our colleagues to be kind to each other, to the customers, to people in the street. Mm. We, we're very competitive and we even have a random act of kindness award. So every month we choose five winners of people who've done something really nice. Now that could be something in the shop where someone's gone in and someone's been distressed, so they've helped them. Could be somebody on a bus who's not been well. Um, I had one last week where um, somebody was shutting their shop up and they found a lady outside drunk in the bushes, affected people walking by and the colleague kindly took the lady in inside the shop sorted her out, um, looked after her, got hold of a relative for her, 
did everything she could to support her. And that's a genuine random act of kindness, isn't it? Mm, it is, yeah. That's what we encourage. And because we recruit so well, they're the sort of people that would do that. Mm. Gosh, that's amazing. So it what's is. the award? Is it financial? or? Yeah, so we have a, a glossy magazine that comes out every week. It's just full of people, pictures, fun things, all nice, positive news. Again, it's mm. a way that we communicate. And once a month, we have a winner, and all five winners, a picture and the story goes in there, and they all win £25 each. Again, tax paid. Mm. But it's oh, just a way of recognising that we've got great people and yeah. share great stories. Yeah, and appreciating them as well. Yes, definitely. Definitely. So, you were telling me before, give me some examples of, um, you know, things that you've done to support people outside of work, um, as you say, to enable them to then, when they're at work, be more focused and productive and doing what they're meant to be doing rather than worrying about what's going on outside of work. Of course, yeah. So um, we do try to support people as much as possible. So it doesn't matter if people ring late at night or whatever they do, we're here to support them. Uh, a few recent ones, really. Uh, there was one who wanted to relocate with, with his family from down south to Wales. Mm -hmm. And uh, it had been a dream for a long time. He wanted to transfer from area to area. And when it came to the mortgage and he, his mortgage application, one thing held it back, which was a loan. He had an outstanding loan of uh, £3,000. And he contacted me and said, I don't know what to do. This is stopping my mortgage. I've got the house is there, but the mortgage won't go through. Um, he'd been dealing with the mortgage, mortgage advisor. So... I spoke to James and James said, no problem. Let's just, um, let's just pay it off for him. So I then contacted his mortgage advisor, went through all that and said, look, we are now going to pay it and we're going to pay it tonight. Wow. Which meant that he went ahead, got his house, family all moved and it's great. He sent me some pictures. I've since seen him in branches when I've gone in branches, really happy. Um, but without our help, he would have struggled. Oh. And that's the and that's what we try and do, and we do it immediately. We don't sit on it for a few weeks. We sort it straight away. So that's just one thing. Um, Amazing. We had a colleague recently who unfortunately split with his a long term partner. Had a five year old, needed to move out of his home. Found out he was living basically living in a travel lodge. Uh -huh. um, struggling to find anywhere to live because he didn't have the funds to pay the deposit uh -huh. and first month's rent. Um, I spoke to him to find out what was going on. And uh, I said to him, Mike, you can't give up. What we're going to do is going to help you. So he needed £1,500 at least, at least, just to get him a deposit. So again, we gave him £3,000 just so when he was settled, he could get some white goods as well with his little girl. But that wasn't the issue. The hardest part was in finding property down south it was so difficult we tried and tried i spent hours on the phone with him trying to say to him please don't give up we're going to find somewhere somehow we will find you somewhere took about five weeks wow. and we got somewhere in the end he got sorted he's happy he's over the moon and he'll remember that help and we want to do that so things like that are really effective what, what else we often do with funerals where a family member has passed away, somebody's lost a loved one, and they can't really afford the funeral, we'll pay for the funeral. 
Goodness. Because we we don't want people suffering emotionally like that. Grief is a terrible thing. So mm. what we do is, is, is help them with things like that. Um, mm. Another colleague recently, again, another, he'd had a house on the market that had fallen through three times. So he, he was having to pay two lots of everything. And then he found he'd got a council tax bill for a thousand pounds, just over a thousand pounds, and he just couldn't afford to pay it. So he asked us for a loan. We said, no, forget the loan. You're not having a loan. Here's a gift. I pay his council tax bill. Wow. And that, that is quite normal. We have our hardship fund and we give out loans for various things. So crisis loans, the washing machine's broken down and I've got three kids at home, can I have a loan? Um, a car's broken down, can I have a new car? All sorts of things. So we wow. do give out loans and we have about £450,000 out there any given time with loans. Wow. We don't charge interest. But again, the reason we do this is we don't want them going to payday lenders mm. or being charged excessive, disgraceful amounts of interest. So what we mm. do is say, yeah, we'll do it. There's an admin fee of 5% split over your 12-month period. We just pay us back. And we take it straight out the salary so they don't have to think about it. Okay. Mm. Amazing. So that's, an, that's another angle that we work to. Uh, at the moment, I'm talking to a colleague and I'm going to see a solicitor with her. Uh, she's got problems with a, ho a house and a, an ex-partner from years ago. So I'm going to the solicitors with her next week. There's lots of things we do, citizens' advice or, you know, we'll, there's nothing we won't do. If we can do it and we can help, then we will definitely, definitely, definitely help uh, without a doubt. So some of our colleagues really do struggle with things yeah. like this. Reading, writing and finances aren't their thing. They're brilliant mm. at what they do, though. Mm. So it doesn't mm. matter that that's not their thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a lot of money that you've just said is tied up in loans for your colleagues just now. But mm. what strikes me, I think, is it's not just the finances. It's the time and the support and sometimes navigating around through, your way through the, um, through the admin process or the bureaucracy around something. You know, it's not always straightforward, is it? So I'm no. sure you're such a help to them. <laughs> it can be difficult, especially dealing with bailiffs. We have bailiffs. You know, oh, I'm going, I've got this man, this, this is going to take everything I've got. And actually, oh, I say to them, well, what have you got? And they go, well, I've got nothing. So they well, they can't take it then, can they? That's oh, the good God. news. Um, so often I'll get involved with the bailiffs or that out and, and deal oh, with them goodness. directly just to take that pressure and fear away from the colleague. Mm. That mm. does happen quite a lot. And don't forget, this is happening in every business. It's just that most businesses don't ever see it because colleagues don't talk about it. So how do they reach you then? Do they just email you or call you or do they just know that you are there to help? How, course, is, how does that work? They just People in our business just know that the support, the support is there. And because we communicate quite effectively, um, people know you, they see you in pictures, they, they see you on videos, they know when we share that, we share that information openly because we want colleagues to talk. So if a colleague wants me, they'll ring me, WhatsApp me, text me, email me. Mm -hmm. I think that the other four, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at any, yeah, at any given time, they will do that. But we want them to do that. We want oh. them. We don't want them to suffer in silence. We want to help them. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And you've taken away, you've taken away the, I think sometimes there's a fear of 
being vulnerable or opening or, you know, being so open sometimes with your seniors or with your leadership team, because I think some people don't want to seem weak or that they can't cope or, you know, so in, I think people do um, struggle on, you know, without without saying anything in a lot of businesses. But at the end of the day, we're all human. We are human mm. at the end of the day. Yeah. Mm. And if we can take that stress away, when you come to work, you're gonna gonna make more money. You're gonna make more bonus. Mm. Yeah. So by stopping it there, it stops that vicious circle. Mm. That's you know, amazing. We'd have, we'd have far more people going to the GP if we didn't intervene the way we intervened. Mm. You know. Mm. So we're also helping society, but that's the sort of business we are. We want to help society. That's amazing. Because you're helping with the anxiety and the stress around certain situations that could lead to depression or could lead to to other others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it's that. about facing up. It's about facing situations head on. Mm. And we do we do it with people all the time. I, I talk to other businesses where they say when we recruit, if we haven't done it quite right, sometimes we just let it go, and then and then we might extend the probation period, and we might do this. Do that. No, I say to people, don't do that. If you've taken somebody on, deal with it. We're not afraid to do that. We're mm. not afraid to do it at all because mm. it doesn't mean that person's not nice. They'll be happy somewhere else. And we say, find your happiness elsewhere. <laughs> you know, where you're better suited to something else. And just it doesn't mean you're not great at something. Maybe it's just, oh. you're just not for us or we're not for you. So mm. we encourage yeah. that. It's about being straightforward again, isn't it? And yeah. Direct, yeah. Can I just go back to um, just briefly the mental health side of things and benefits perhaps linking to that as well. Um, you mentioned that you have a private counsellor. Mm-hmm. Um, what what other um, do you have anything else in place that sort of um, for mental health and well being in particular? So we we've got our private counsellor and we also have our government funded Able Futures, um, which anybody in any business. We work in partnership with them, but anybody who works in business can contact Able Futures, who are really good, who will give counselling sessions if, if if needed. I think up to six counselling sessions if needed. Whereas oh. we just work on a more personal basis, where when I work with the counsellor, say how many how many sessions would this person need? The the counsellor will determine how many they need. Because mm. some mm. situations are more serious than others. Mm. Yeah, so. It's important to us that we guide them either to Elaine, our personal counsellor, or private counsellor, or to Able Futures. Mm. So those okay. those are the two main areas that we work with. Yes, great. As well as having, uh, we've got our own mental health first aiders as well. Mm-hmm. So we've got 108 mental health first aiders up and down the country, two on every area. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that people have got access to them. Everybody knows where the telephone numbers are, can ring them anytime. Some people choose to speak to someone on their area, their own mental health first aider, or they might want to speak to somebody up north if they're down south because they know that they don't know each other that well and they'd rather speak to somebody else about any issues. And the mental yeah. health first aiders are there to support, listen, and signpost. Mm-hmm. They're not there to work work magic and, you know, we're not professionals. We've been trained. We're there to signpost. Mm. And that works very well as well because there's so many of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. Great, thank you. 
And Janet, um, how do you measure happiness, so to speak, <laughs> in the business? <laughs> it's a very interesting one, very interesting one. Uh, a lot of companies have staff surveys, yeah? Staff surveys. Yeah. So uh, think yeah. people, how many do you have? How many questions? And some, it varies between 20, 30, 50, 100, whatever. People say, how many do you have? So we have, once a year, our survey is called the Happy Index. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And guess how many questions are on it? <laughs> a, a couple, a few. <laughs> okay, one question. <laughs> okay, excellent. Yep. And the question is, how happy are you with the support from your area manager? Okay. okay. And that goes out to every colleague that's out there in all the branches and it's just got smiley face, unhappy face, up to smiley face, ha- really happy, one to ten. And all you've got to do is tick or circle the one you want, okay, the, the one you feel is appropriate. And then there's a big blank space to put your comments in. So mm-hmm. I might, if I worked in a branch, I might say, uh, I'm scoring a ten. My area manager came to my great granddad's funeral with me a few weeks ago, and I was really pleased to see that he was there supporting me and or you might give a one and say, I've never seen my area manager for six months. So uh, literally, and we encourage our colleagues to write as much as they want to write uh-huh. and tell the truth, which they do. Okay. Uh-huh. So they all go out and all confidential. We, we don't ask the colleagues to put their name on there if they don't want to. But what we insist is that they put the area manager's name on there. Okay. They all come in and James Timpson reads every one of them. Wow. yeah and it works really really well yeah you'll get the odd one who's just got a problem because they couldn't have the holiday they wanted last week at the last minute there'll be <laughs> odd ones and you've got to be able to understand that happens but generally you see a pattern so if it's twofold really to make sure that an area manager and the team are looking after their colleagues mm-hmm. and secondly if there is a pattern across the board like last last year, I think it was, people said, uh, we're not keen on the uniform. Can we make some changes? And those changes get implemented because James appreciates it across the board. It's 100% genuine, isn't it? So, yeah, and then if, uh, if an area manager hasn't done well at all, then the area manager will be made aware of it. And if, it's, if it is quite poor, we'll do it again in six months' time. Mm. To see if it's improved, and we'll work closely with the area manager to improve it. If it still doesn't improve, then there's serious consequences. It could be that they step down into uh, a, go back into a branch, or we have lost area managers for that reason because they just weren't performing properly. So you can see how serious it is. Yeah, but that is the only way we measure how happy our colleagues are. That's amazing. It's, it's like A level results day. When it when the results are out, everybody's like, oh, nervous. But that's the way it goes. And it's really important because we want our colleagues to have a voice. Mm. And actually, the area managers are serving those people in the branches, really, aren't they? That's their job. So that's how they're measured, I suppose. But again, yeah. it's very simple, isn't it? It's a very simple. Really, really simple. Way. Yeah. In terms of we have, we call it upside down management. That, that's that's the way we work. Mm. If you look at a pyramid, okay, mm. at the top, you've got customers because we should be giving excellent customer service. After that, you've got your branch colleagues at the top. 
And then you work all the way down to, to James Timpson, John Timpson at the bottom. He's basically there to support everybody else. Oh. Yeah. So it means the more the more you get promoted in our business, it just means you've got more people to support. That's it. <laughs> but that's what great leadership's all about, isn't it? Support, guide, encourage. Yeah, you know, yeah. And I think this system, your system as well, I think it holds people to account, really, doesn't oh, it? Oh, it does. Again, I mean, there's no, there's no commercial. Fighting. Yes, we know what we're doing. There's a message. Mm. Yeah, we're very mm. kind, we're very thoughtful, we care about everybody, and that's great. But we're commercial. We're a business at the end of the day. We're not a charity. So mm. we want the best of the best people in our business. And hopefully, yeah. if we recruit correctly, we get that right. Yes, yes. So, Janet, I could think I could talk to you all day, but I think we should probably, <laughs> probably start trying to wrap things up a little bit. If there are some employers out there thinking, oh, my gosh, this sounds like an amazing culture, but how on earth do we start? Because culture can be quite a hard thing to nail down mm-hmm. and, you know, drive through. It all sounds wonderful and aspirational, but how do you even start? So what would your sort of top tips be around um, creating a sort of you know such a successful culture like Timpsons have got and a very sort of a ha- you know a, a one of happiness I think it's got to come from the top so it's your senior mm. leaders yeah they've got to be leaving it and to do that they've got to stop trying to keep control of everybody and everything mm. if you've got good people in your business they will thrive far more if you give them freedom and autonomy so I think <laughs> that's step one start giving some freedom yeah yeah, you are accountable. It's your business, whether you're the most senior people in it. That's great. And you can be accountable, but still give freedom and authority. Let people thrive. I think sometimes people don't realise how good they are. Mm. And it's only once you push the boundaries. But a lot of business leaders are afraid. They want total control. But that's not great leadership. And that that won't create the culture of kindness and trust. So that would be my first Port of call. It takes years. Mm. It doesn't happen overnight. And the other thing to do is start introducing some benefits on a smaller scale. Mm. I'm not suggesting everybody pays a thousand pound every every week. (laughs) You know, it could be that you pay out fifty pound a month. You know, any size of any business could do something. Mm. You know, give your colleague a birthday off if you can if you can do it. You know, Mm. do things like that. But to create the culture. You've got to mean it. There's no good pretending you, you it's what you want. You've got to want to do it. But I would urge businesses to do it because if you do, then you'll end up with more money in your bank account. I can assure you, people first, people second, and people third. They will bring the <laughs> money in for you. It's right. They will. I love that. Thank <laughs> you. Um, Janet, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with me. I'm just so grateful for you to spend the time um, talking to me about it. It's been, I just, I think it's all fascinating and it's just amazing. So thank you. And um, yeah, thank, uh, all that remains to say is just a big thank you to you. <laughs> oh, no, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been a joy and uh, it's always fun. At the end of the day, you've got to enjoy what you do, be passionate Absolutely. about it. Roles nowadays are a lifestyle, they're not just a job. And I think more businesses should understand that. Absolutely, indeed. Thanks ever so much. It's been a pleasure. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.